Blog Talk Radio. This is Stephen Hizar, and you are listening to Pam and Dawn. Hello, and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my colleague, host, and wonderful friend, Pam. Hey, Pam, how are you? Am I here? Am I really here? <laughs> are Am you I, here? Are you this, there? Are you everywhere? Is this Mamorex? <laughs> Is this Memorex? Remember that? Is it live or is it Memorex? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, now I'm, that's like stuck in my head now. You remember that was like the commercial from back in the day. Um, yep. What for cassette tapes, right? You know? Yes. Those were all the rage. So once upon a time, everybody yeah, thought that We're not telling how old we are. <laughs> no, not at all. We're not dating ourselves on age at all, you know, hey. But uh, I'm sure there's listeners out there that know exactly about Memorex. They remember that commercial because played it every time you turned around. It just got stuck in everybody's head. Now it's stuck in my head all over again. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, today, Pam and I have a real treat for you. We are so excited to bring you our special interview with the incredibly handsome and immensely talented Stephen Huzar. And she said his name correctly, even with her southern accent. I'm proud and of you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of me, too. And to full transparency here, I'm southern. So Pam has a dialect that no matter how it's pronounced, she always gets it right. I'm in the South, and I'm always going to train wreck it, so I'm going, how do you pronounce this? And she has to school me often. That's full transparency here, folks. So I'm very proud of myself today. And, Stephen, if you're listening, I hope you're proud, too, because I was really <laughs> sweating I was going to train wreck your last name. And, I, look, I have a and, – and just as an additional disclaimer, I am a stickler for that because with having a name like Dawn, and I'm in the South, that's how I pronounce my name, but people a lot of other places – like Pam, for example, call me Dawn, and it's like it's Dawn. It's let's put the own in it. Put some southern twang, and um, so I just can't but anyway, do it. <laughs> and I know, and and tries you might, and it would probably with your with your Chicago accent, it would sound really weird. So just stick to what it you're doing. Would. It would. <laughs> so anyway, well, it but would. yeah, don't even let me try because you would so, just have to. You would poke at me for the rest of my life with that. Probably so, but honestly, that's one of the reasons why I try so hard to pronounce people's names correctly because my first name has been mispronounced, according to me, so many times throughout my life. So anyway, but yay me, I got it right. But, you um, sure did. Oh, wow. Steven stars in the Hallmark Channel holiday movie, Undercover Holiday, premiering Sunday, December 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And we are so excited and honored to bring you our interview with Stephen Huzar. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for calling in, Stephen. We truly appreciate you taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule. Oh, it's a pleasure is all mine. It's, it's great to talk to you about. 
Thanks. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. We're just so excited to speak with you. We're both, you know, huge fans of yours. We've watched you on a lot of things. So what we're interested in, though, because a lot of interesting answers come out of this, is who or what inspired you to become an actor? Oh, the infamous question. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, Boy, let's see. Well, my first uh, experience acting, why don't we go back to that, was a long, long time ago, and I was in grade two um, in my elementary school, Brunskill School, back in a small town uh, called Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, in the middle of Canada, in the prairie town. And um, I had the honor of playing Old McDonald, and Old McDonald had a farm. Uh, a, <laughs> a school special, yeah. So that, <laughs> that was my first experience up on the uh, up on the stage, and uh, I had a blast, to be honest. Um, and I think that sort of planted the seed. Um, I just remember basically changing into the old McDonald character, and I was only whatever I was, seven years old or something like that, I guess. So mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it was pretty pretty exciting experience, and I and um, I remember. I remember, though, how important it was that I, I wanted to be the main character of, of a show um, and of performing because my, one of my best friends, Roger, uh, he was dressed up as my dog, um, the farmer's dog, and he was wearing this very, very, very hot, warm, furry outfit that he had to zip up, and he was acting like a dog the whole time on the play. And after we wrapped, or after the curtains went down and behind the stage, I remember him poor guy taking off this boiling hot uh, furry dog outfit and he was beat red and sweating and I kind of looked at him like oh boy I feel so bad for you but then I'm like note yourself do not be a dog um, you know or on film and television try to be the lead character (laughs) I guess that's that was a lesson and um but uh you know I guess it just planted the seed and then um and then I just uh you know Funny enough, after that, I had not done much performing at all, um, and I went into business school. I have actually a, a Bachelor of Commerce degree. I'm a finance major, and I actually started off in corporate America. And then I, I had a bit of a change of heart uh, about three years into to, um, being in corporate America. I was a management consultant at the time with a company called Accenture. And I just said, you know, this, as much as I love what I'm doing, and I was very grateful for the, for the job I had because it was an excellent career um, in, some, in some respects, of course, uh, but I just wasn't being fulfilled creatively. And uh, I sort of did a, a quarter-life crisis uh, review of my life, and I decided, no, it's time to, time to get back to old McDonald's. And so I decided to uh, then start studying acting then. So, but I was still pretty young, you know, mid, uh, early 20s, so... I, I had an opportunity to, to switch things around pretty quick. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what happened, yeah. Well, you know, as we have no doubt that you were hugely successful in corporate America, but we are so glad that you followed your heart and decided <laughs> right? to, you know, to pursue yeah. acting. Because we think of all the, the movies and stuff we would have failed to miss seeing you in <laughs> if you had stayed the original course, you know. So I'm so glad that O McDonald was so profound that it just kind of right. led you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, here to Old McDonald's for all of us. Right, so now, every time I hear that song moving forward, I'm going to think about this story. Yeah, right? It's funny, you know. It's, but, okay. okay, so speaking of characters, you played DC Comics supervillain Plunder in the series of Flash, um, to much critical yeah. acclaim, I might add. So now, flipping mm-hmm. the script, if you could play a superhero, who would it be and why? 
Oh, boy. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I've been thinking about that lately because, of course, superheroes are so popular these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, uh, it seems like all the main ones are all cast already, so I have to think outside the box. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's it's funny. I like, I think it's it's interesting um, going back in time a little bit, to be honest. And I don't know if you've categorized this individual as a superhero, but I really think Tarzan speaks to me in, in, in many ways. I love, I love living out in nature. I'm a nature boy. I love, I love sort of living off the land and, and camping out. And uh, so to me, ultimately filming something like that um, in the, and something, a character that sort of lives in the past like that and very much connected to nature and the, the animals and the jungle would be, would be just a thrill for me, to be honest. And I, you know, I wouldn't have to memorize many lines because I don't know how much Tarzan spoke either. So he just grunted. Right. <laughs> right. <be> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, and I could see you actually doing something like that because you just seem like an outdoorsy kind of guy with uh, some of the yeah. roles you've even played. Yeah, I really do enjoy it. Um, actually, I, I can't talk about it much yet. I don't think, but my next role actually is going to be uh, is going to be um, outdoors, um, lots of lots of snow, skiing, avalanches. So we're going to have a oh. lot of fun on this next one. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm always excited to be outside. There's something about shooting outside that uh, just connects you to nature and grounds me as a as a as a person and also to my character and. Uh, you know, you do have to fight the elements a bit, though, of course. Um, right. I, remember, I think it was the second or even the first movie I ever shot was in uh, was actually in Canada and Regina, Saskatchewan. Uh, a Mary Higgins Clark uh, uh, book series turned into a movie called this, The Cradle Will Fall. I believe that's what it was. And it was, yeah. uh, it was minus 40. Now, I'm trying to change that into Fahrenheit, but it was very, very, very cold. And, and actually, we had a T-shirt made up uh, that said, Mars is something like minus 38 or something, and, and, it's, and Regina, Saskatchewan is colder, basically. And wow. we had the, ca- the cameras were freezing up on us. And Everybody crazy. had icicles oh, wow. on their nose. <laughs> yeah. For uh, Angie Everhart, which, uh, who was uh, Sylvester Stallone's wife at the time, she was one of the leads on the show. And I remember I had to pull her out of this car. I was a paramedic. <laughs> she was. She did not have to act being cold. That's for sure. She was definitely yeah. shivering. <laughs> I give so really, you guys uh, yeah. credit. I mean, you just stand your yeah. your ground and you do what you need to do, no matter what the weather or, or the conditions are. You kudos to you guys. You got to do it. Yeah, the, the the face freezes up. I, I call it the the sort of the smiley the the when you when you smile when it's that cold, it's something funny happens to your face and you start. And you can't. The smile is kind of contorted, and you and you start slurring yeah. your speech. It's really it's really interesting what happens when it's that cold outside. And then the flip yeah. side, of course, uh, we shoot sometimes Christmas movies. Well, mm-hmm. um, for example, the one we I think believe we're talking about a bit today um, in the summertime. So if it's a really really yeah. really hot day, which mm-hmm. happens a lot in the summer, and we're wearing our turtlenecks and gloves and mitts and jackets and toques, uh, it can get a bit toasty in there. And you're, yeah. You're trying not to sweat, and you're trying to look cold. So, yeah, there's a lot of layering that goes on to that as well. Yeah, I would imagine so. somebody's walking behind you at all times, out of picture, of course, out of the camera view, mm-hmm. and having to stop and wipe your sweat every few minutes if it's that hot, you know, because you can't yeah. listen when you're doing snow. 
Yeah, I think I won. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think I had at one point, and it's funny you mentioned that, I think I had a team of, I had a few people that would literally, their job would be to take my clothes off as quick as possible and, and put fans on me so they I would just stop sweating as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite good. Quite the ordeal. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. Well, you hey, produced quite a few projects. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I just said I love every minute of it. So it's it's all good. It's all part of the fun. So. <laughs> well, that's proof, you know, positive there. So, um, yeah. you've produced quite a few projects yourself. How do you feel that acting mm-hmm. has helped you become a better producer? Oh um, yes, I, I, I very much so. Um, I think uh, I think everyone, um, if, if possible, I would encourage anyone in the film industry to try to um, put their put their self in, in other shoes as much as possible, um, and the film and, and, and crew and casting because it just gives you such a better understanding of what's happening. And I could say the flip. I mean, producing really gave me a better understanding of and, and respect for what everyone else does on the set um, and I think in a way makes me a more res- respectful actor uh, to others um, because sometimes we're just well often we only see so much, a little bit of what goes on and we don't really understand what goes into a production so that was part of the reason I got into producing as well I just love the art form so much and because I have a business background it kind of made sense to to produce as well and uh, and so I think both go hand in hand you know um and and acting wise i mean it's not i mean it happens i think it's starting to happen more now but not i haven't found a lot of producers that have acted before so it's kind of nice uh having so much experience in front of the camera as producing and i can you know again i can really empathize with the character with the actors and what they need and see things from their perspective so it's just it's really just about trying to understand each other's roles and being respectful of each other is really what it comes down to. So I find, I find it helps both ways. Well, you know, the, I think it just, it, it kind of broadens and grows you more as an actor overall to be able to do different things and to be able to see, you know, gain the experience of what's going on behind the camera in front of the camera as well. And being able to kind of pull that all together. Um, so it just makes more sense basically mm-hmm. um, yeah. in, in the, uh, you know, in the overall scheme of things. So now Pam and I, are one of millions of legions of fans of Chesapeake Shores that was so sad to see the series come to an end. (laughs) I'm sure if you've been on social for any period of time um, Mm -hmm. after that final episode, it was expressed Mm -hmm. over and over and over. Please let it continue. But, but on an up note, Mm -hmm. we loved Mm -hmm. your character of Luke. And um, I mean, he was so relatable and believable to Mm -hmm. viewers. And how much of yourself did you bring to the character? Well, first of all, thank you for saying that about the show. Uh, and just, you know, and, and whoever else is listening knows it was just as hard for us as the cast. Yeah. Uh, just oh, with that sure. final episode and, and to, to know it's finishing. We really, I mean, I was only there for two seasons. Gratefully, I was, you know, I was brought on. Uh, but you can imagine the rest of the cast for six years. Um, but we all were such a close family. And they really brought me on and, and made me a part of the family, which I I'm forever grateful for to have that experience. And, of course, shooting in such an incredibly beautiful location um, throughout the summer is just a, really a dream come true. So it was it was very, very difficult for us as well. So just, no. just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was incredible. Um, 
relating to my character, um, Luke, I mean, gosh, you know, there's, there was so, what we try to do as, as actors is obviously pull on as much personal experience as we can, because that would, you know, that would make it a, um, a, a very grounded performance because we have those elements. And then of course, elements that aren't there, um, we'd have to research and, and, and try to exist in it as much as possible to make it real to us, of course. Um, so, you know, luckily for me, luckily and unluckily, I suppose I've had, I've had loss in my life. Um, I lost my father at a younger age as well. And I've had, I've had friends that have had issues that uh, are similar to Luke's, um, addiction issues. Um, and, uh, you know, and really just has, I've, I've experienced times in my life where it's just, you know, one little thing you do can just set you off in a direction you would have never thought of, you know, good and bad. And we just don't know where life is going to take us. And um, it's sometimes just those, if you look back on those instances, you often wonder, well, what would your life have been if that didn't happen or mm-hmm. if it did happen? Um, so, uh, you know, yes, very relatable in a lot of ways. Um, and I just really enjoyed um, putting myself in, 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 sh- in the shoes of someone who had, had had that unfortunate experience and really had to to live through this and had to come to terms with this situation and how is he going to get himself back on his feet and uh, ultimately in the end um, you know really having the the support of family and friends is really really such a huge part of that and I think that can be we can relate that to any situation we're in in all walks of life and I, that's what I really enjoyed about his character or my character, Luke, and, and, and how that related to all the other characters in the show and how they really supported him. And uh, it was, I think, a very strong message that was sent um, and, and a great, just such a profoundly well-written uh, couple seasons by uh, our wonderful writers, Thief and Mark, who really pulled something extraordinary together. So we have, we have so much thanks going out to, to them, really. Um, that's really. It's really them, and we just have to flow that through us you know <laughs> we just speak absolutely. their words so, yeah, yeah um and you know i have to say uh between dawn and myself she's more of the crier than i am but i even <laughs> cried in the last season a couple of times <laughs> oh yeah so, uh, <laughs> you know both happy and unhappy tears at certain yeah. points depending on where i was in the story but um, if the story were to continue for Luke, what would you like to see happen? Oh boy, you know, I'm not, it's funny because I never really thought of that because <laughs> we knew it was ending. So <laughs> you ask you ask tough questions, uh, but but challenging ones. I like it. What would Thank you. like to happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it just for him just to to really find his feet uh, a bit more. I think he's still. He's still a bit of uh, a drifter the way it is. Um, he's getting there, and he's you know certainly um, w- has had the opportunity to help out Mick, for example, you know, in his issues, which I thought was very noble of him, and uh, um, and, and perhaps just sharing his story more with others. You know, that's ultimately I think um, in real life what a lot of people go through when, when they go through a, a tragedy or a, something challenging like this in their life. Um, and they had a story to tell to actually share that story because, you know, more often than not, you're going to, you're going to touch people that, that relate to that and uh, will, will, could really, really help their life, you know? So that would be an interesting storyline really to have him 
uh, perhaps uh, share his story more in, in whatever, however he can or whatever platform he can. And that would be, that'd be interesting to see where that would go. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, you make a great point because I think that's one of the reasons why it's been so hard for the fans of the show to just let go and say, okay, this is final, um, because we could all see so many different storylines continuing mm-hmm. onward in so many different directions, you know, spinoff series yeah. and so forth. And I really hope, yeah. sincerely, if Hallmark, you know, is thinking about doing something along those lines, which obviously would be a win-win for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are just so many things they could do with the series. And, and one of the things I feel like that could have more exploration is your character. Because mm-hmm. I feel like from the time he started, you know, in in the previous season mm-hmm. and continued onward, it really was a progression. But the, you knew there was so much left to tell. Like, how were he and Bree going to end up? Were they going to get married? What yeah. was going to happen? So there was so much more story left. And so hopefully yeah. we'll see that play out as time goes on. Speaking of stories, yeah. um, uh-huh. we cannot wait to see you in your upcoming Christmas movie, Undercover Holiday. Mm-hmm. And it's going to air yeah. on Hallmark Channel this holiday season. And so what can you share with us about the movie without giving too much away? <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one too. Yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't have to edit too much of this. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I'm really excited about it uh, as well. I just want to let you know it was, it was a blast to shoot. We just we just finished. We just wrapped actually a few weeks ago. Uh, so haven't been uh, hasn't been too long. So it's, it's pretty fresh. Um, I had the uh, great honor of working with Noemi, who's just a fantastic actor. Um, I'm sure fans or some fans anyways, who recognize her from uh, Selena, the series on Netflix. Uh, just such a force to be reckoned with, a beautiful talent musically as well as acting and performing. So we had, we had so much fun. And honestly, I think the soundtrack is going to blow people's mind away. So I just want to plant that seed right there because there was some beautiful tracks being laid <laughs> that I had the opportunity to hear uh, while we were shooting as well. So I'm excited for that. just want to drop that seed. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you? Well, I play a bodyguard, um, and, uh, I'm basically hired by the, uh, um, the label, the record label who, who represents, uh, Noemi's character, character, uh, Jalen to, uh, protect her because she's getting some, uh, a little unnerving, um, let's just say, uh, unnerving messages that are being sent to her place and she doesn't know who they're coming through from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they just want to make sure she's safe, and uh, I'm brought on. And uh, you can imagine the uh, the interesting roller coaster ride we go through as I have to be with her every step of the way, every day um, throughout the Christmas season. So <laughs> it's uh, it's quite fun. Um, a lot of humor, a lot of a lot of, uh, but also just you know a lot of a lot of some intense moments as well. Um, and and with with a lot of the Hallmark movies, there's very very strong family values that are set up mm-hmm. in the show, and uh, to have such a diverse cast and a great a great storyline uh, was uh, was just a pleasure to work with uh, with everyone there. So I, I feel very blessed. Yeah, and and the Spanish that was being spoken on set was phenomenal. So I, I picked up a few words as we as we went. <laughs> so the good words. <laughs> yeah, the good words. Yeah, well, not bad words, but mostly good words. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. Feliz Navidad was a big one being said. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be a fun movie. Um, and we do mm-hmm. know Nomi. How did you say her name? Noemi? Oh, no, 
no Emmy. Yeah, I just think no, no Emmy. That's how she 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 explained to me <laughs> to pronounce it. So yeah, no Emmy. Yes. Yeah, we actually have we're fans of hers from The Young and the Restless as well because we're soap opera fans. Oh. <laughs> we watch soap, so oh, yeah. we know who yeah, she yeah. is, and she's very so very talented. She sure is. Yeah, so. fantastic. Yeah, we had a wonderful. It was actually her first time shooting up in Canada as well, so I think hopefully it was a a positive experience for her as well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just being with the cast alone and the story and the line and the movie, she'll be around a lot more, I have a feeling. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Now that you have a successful career, what advice mm-hmm. would you give your younger self? Oh, my younger self. How young? Well, I don't know. As young as you want to go. As young as I want to Let's go. Let's say 16. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, sixteen. Oh wow. Okay. Let's see. Sixteen. I was still high school. All right. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's interesting for me as now you know a little bit about my backstory of how I didn't necessarily follow my dreams right away, uh, but then I ended up following my dreams. Um, I, I really do. I really do believe that if you believe in your dreams and what you want to do, it will come true. Now, I had to face a lot of obstacles in my life. I basically had to do a 180, and then you can imagine leaving one of the best jobs you can have in, in, in corporate America and uh, telling people I'm going to become an actor. And, uh, you know, at, uh, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't, it didn't ride so well for family. Not, not everyone, of course, but it was, it was a big shock. So, you know, in the beginning, uh, I didn't have a lot of people on my side, but I knew, I just knew that I, I needed to do this. And I need to do it for myself. So if there, you know, if you, if anyone is out there who does have a desire to really to do something, and just, I would say 100%, just keep doing it. It might take a little bit of time. It didn't hit right away for me. It actually took quite some time for for me to have a consistent, you know, consistent career, if we can put it that way. Um, and but you know, just don't look back and and really believe that you can do that because I do believe. That that is true, um, and uh, nothing nothing can really stop you if you believe it. So that would be my number one advice. Well, that's that's great advice, and that can apply to anyone at any age, realistically, because I think mm-hmm. we all have to keep dreaming and having goals and achieving, you know, setting goals that we can achieve and and shoot for. That's kind of what life is all about. Um, Absolutely, so, and it's yeah, what it's, makes it very special too. Yeah, a hundred percent. And especially if it comes from the heart, like if you truly know it and you feel it, if you're not just doing it because someone else told you, you know, if you truly believe that's what you want to do, that that's what's going to really keep you driving through those times or it might be challenging or, you know, it just, it, it seems like no one's on your side or it's just not happening right away. You, you need that light inside you to keep going or else it's just so easy to do something else, right? There's so many options you can do in this world. You know, we're very grateful to, live in the time we, we, we live in because there is a lot of opportunity for us all, you know. That's true. Uh, but it's to have to have that light in you and saying, no, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep focused. That's sometimes challenging, but that's why it has to come from the heart, you know, absolutely. That's, you have to that's really right. Want it. Well, before we wrap up, we want to play mm-hmm. a little five-question lightning round. It's all Christmas-themed, and there's no wrong answers, by the way. Um, so okay. it's not a pop quiz. <laughs> Perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> So the first one is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh, favorite Christmas tradition? Um, well, opening up presents uh, in front of our fireplace back in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan with my family. <laughs> now, we, 
it's interesting because I come from a European background, so we open up our presents on Christmas Eve. So Santa mm-hmm. Claus comes a day early, which makes sense because oh. he's got a lot of territory to cover. For that's sure. right. So. That's right. And you mm-hmm. want to make sure he doesn't miss you. <laughs> that, <laughs> so yeah, you have to do sure. it the day before. And then just <laughs> yeah. spend all day Christmas enjoying, you know, each other. It's just always a good a good thing to do at Christmas. Yeah, and you can, um, and you can also sleep in in the morning as well. That's you know, right. That's true. That's true. Right? That is so uh-huh. true. See, that's so well thought go. out, right? Um, all right. What is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, you know, I really love Jingle Bells. That's mine. Mhm. All mm-hmm. right. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, Christmas movie. Uh, I really love The Polar Express. Have you ever seen that with Tom Hanks? I have. It's, uh, yeah. It's a oh, that's a that's a great Timeless one. Classic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah most definitely. One. All right, hot toddy or hot chocolate? Oh, hot chocolate. And white lights <laughs> or colored lights? Colored lights all the way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and this, conclu- this concludes our lightning round. And hey, oh, okay. it, it was, was great. Than I thank it was you for be. playing Thanks, along. <laughs> <laughs> you had me sweating for a second. Yeah. It it really helps when there's no wrong answers, you know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that you know, you when you said that, that really disarmed me. So thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And we want to thank well, you again for joining us today. We we truly truly appreciate you taking the time out. I mean, it's just been a thrill speaking with you. Oh, I I, I feel the same way, Pam and Don. Thank you for having me on your show and. Uh, have a great rest of the uh, the holiday season. Thank you, and you as well. Be blessed. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good night. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S. ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>